Ask the Podcast Coach for June 25th, 2022. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means, hey, it's Saturday. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Dot com And joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Collison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Thanks for covering for me for the last couple of weeks. It's kind of been not so vil in my life, but uh, we're back. I think we'll be back for a while. Thanks for thanks for covering for me while I was gone. And thanks to Matthew last week who was on and sat in the seat. Matthew, thanks for, for doing that. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's always interesting when... I have a different co-host because not that they're bad. It's just different. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where you're like, wait, what? So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm hostless on home gadget geeks. I lost Mike Weger, my host over there. Mm. And it, man, it's, it's, it is hard not having, I've skipped weeks because yeah. I didn't have a guest and I didn't have him. So it's hard. It's hard when you, you're missing your regular co-host. Yeah. You get out but of, but you know, what's not hard. Oh, making, making coffee and, and, and I, coming back and pouring it like this. Ah, there we go. And of course, that that coffee pour. <laughs> and Mark was laughing. He's like, "You got me sponsoring booze now?" Because the one week I had a uh, oh like yeah, a Guinness. Some, it was Guinness. Yeah, <laughs> that is brought to you by Mark over at PodcastBranding.co. Uh, if you want to look professional, uh, I did a greeting card this week. We might talk about that later. Uh, and I wanted to put my logo on it. Uploaded the School of Podcasting logo, and I'm like, oh so happy that uh, I picked Mark. Uh, it's podcastbranding.co. So if you need artwork for your podcast, if you need a whole website, if you need a podcast audit, Mark is great because he's going to sit down with you one-on-one. He's going to listen to your show. He's going to look at your website. He's going to find out really what are you trying to do and then make sure your branding is all lined up inside of that. Uh, he's an awesome guy. He's an award-winning graphic artist, and uh, I have yet to see him do anything bad. He, he did the podcast rodeo show logo. That's the podcast coach school of podcasting. And if I do any other shows that are real, I will definitely be going to Mark because the longer you do your show, the cheaper the artwork gets. That's the beauty of it. You pay for it once. So when you're looking for a podcast, podcastbranding.co. And I realized I said, when you're looking for a podcast, that doesn't make any sense. When you're looking for podcast artwork, podcastbranding.co. So that's ah, all good. I think, I think they know what they need. Big yeah. thanks to Dan LeFeb over there, based on a true story podcast at based on a true story podcast.com. Since I was out two weeks, he's put out two episodes, both right in my wheelhouse. One episode 205, Monty Python and the life of Brian. Growing up, I was a huge <laughs> Monty Python fan. <laughs> So Dan, I think you got me on this one. I'm gonna have to go. <laughs> He's not the Messiah. It. He's a very naughty boy. Right. I love that. It's a good one. It is a good one. Holy Grail, of course. Dan, have you done the Holy Grail? That would be a good. That'd be good. You know, they made that movie for like three hundred thousand yeah. dollars or something. Oh, it's amazing. The other one I was yeah. thinking that just came out with Tom Hanks is the Elvis movie. Saw the we saw Maverick last night and the yeah. ads for that were on there. Yeah, and I thought that Dan's going to have to go in and go. All right, how I much know. of this Elvis stuff is uh, 
is real. Uh, you know it's not based on a true story? Maverick. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> not even close. Uh, he also has a new episode on Dunkirk. And oh. my, my, uh, my daughter had just finished watching that. So if you need something to listen to, some great new content out there from Dan LeFebvre based on a true story podcast.com. Dan, thanks for your sponsorship. And if you're new to show the way this works, we're at ask the podcast slash live. That's where you can come over and watch us on YouTube and leave your questions in the chat. Or if you go to ask the podcast slash join, that'll jump you right into the video. And of course you can always turn your video off. If you're like, dude, it's Saturday morning. I'm not going on video. You can turn that off. And of course, if you're listening on Twitter spaces, if you just uh, request, we will throw you up on stage. And um, it's uh, let's start off with I had a, a question. I thought, hmm, this is different because these are I'm using um, Podcast Studio Pro to organize my thoughts. It's a pretty interesting software. But uh, uh, Russell asks, when you hear a podcast platform saying earn 70 percent from ads, how much money do you think you'll make in a month if you're making twenty dollars CPM, which is cost per thousand? So you're making basically two cents a download. Take the number of downloads and multiply it by 0.014 because that's 70% of your 20 bucks. So if your show is getting 200 downloads per episode, that is $2.80. It's always fun to listen to math on a podcast. If you do four episodes a month, that's $11.20. Basically, uh, he started a podcast. He's got a bunch of you know episodes out. It's an entertainment podcast, and he was asking, am I destined to be – kind of a hobby podcast forever. Can you make it as, you know, as kind of just a for fun kind of show? So Jim, that's the question. Can you, you know, I, I think I'm going to be a, I'm destined to be a hobby podcaster because I'm, I'm having fun with my podcast, but doggone it. I'm not making any money at it. Yeah. Not with that attitude. You can't. Yeah. No, just kidding. Um, you, can you? Sure. I mean, there's people that do. And, and I think, it, you know, it kind of comes down to how hard are you willing to work for it and how, how well do you think your content, you know, suits the audience that's out there. If you have some, okay, you know, if, if you're, if you're in a niche and it's a small audience, CPM is probably not the best way to go, right? You need sponsorship at that point. Like you need to get sponsors. I knew I had it. He says, my podcast is based on retro seventies and nineties and we have, Limited it to movies or things revolving around movies. It offers nothing. Why don't... are they discriminating against the Exactly. 80s? Come on. <laughs> you got something against John Cusack? What's the problem? Um, it offers nothing other than just maybe a fun listen, depending on your likes, and it's something that I can carry on for a while. It offers no products that help people make money, nor does it teach you how to make anything or sell anything, etc. So the problem you're solving is boredom. Because if you want to make money, you got to solve a problem. My question is, can a podcast of entertainment on the lower end, like mine, be a podcast that gets popular and allows me to make money with sponsors and ads and such? That's, I think, the problem. Isn't Rogan just entertainment? Well, just it's, funny you, it's funny you say that. I am pretty much just always going to be a podcast that was good for a few laughs and was a hobby. Joe Rogan, I am not, but we feel like we have fun oh. when we oh. do it. So... 70s, 90s movies. That's a tough one. Yeah, that's pretty niche. And I, you've got to be really entertaining if you're going to make something like that make money, right? I mean, you got to find, you got to get people, create that relationship with them, and then hold them. Yeah. And and so it, it really comes down how how entertaining are you? 
and how good of a marketer are you? You know, I was, uh, last weekend, uh, was my mom's funeral and I was spending time with my family and we were talking about some bourbon and my brother said, if that's not the biggest, we were talking about a certain kind of bourbon. And he said to me, if that's not the biggest marketing gimmick I have ever seen, you know, there was a, the way they, the way they make it, you know, a oh, yeah. specialty. And he was like, dude, seriously, that's the biggest marketing thing, but it's probably sold hundreds of thousands of bottles of this true or not. It's it people like you got to spend some time marketing your podcast too. If you want it to get out there and, um, I think some people think if they just they throw it out in the ether, people will find it, and that that's just not no. happening anymore. You you got to spend some money on marketing. You got to come up with some good marketing. That's that's what makes the world go around. Well, it's it's funny you say that because um, well, first of all, the other thing he says we're just having fun. I'm like maybe that's what you're getting paid in. Sometimes you get paid in fun. I mentioned somebody this show. I said yes, we have a Patreon, and if I were to look at the amount of time I spend creating the show. And I mean, I spent an hour this morning looking for these things to talk about, you know, I'm still making less than minimum, <laughs> minimum wage. I'm like, I don't do it for the money. I do it because it's fun. I get instant feedback and things like that. But I did try Buzzsprout ads. And this is, they have a special right now where you pay a hundred bucks and you get 5,000 impressions of which I used a trackable link and I got, I believe, 57 clicks, which is 1.14%. I did see where I didn't get any more downloads. I didn't get any more subscribers. You know, it, and then I went back. I was like, well, that's kind of weird that I didn't get anything. And then I listened to the ad. And the ad was horrible because I was in a hurry. I think I was getting ready to do something. And I was like, oh, I'll just do this thing. And, I, and literally, it's a 40-second ad. And I'm going to say 25 seconds of it is not about how you will benefit which is what an ad kind of, you know, you want people to like, here's what you can do with this. And instead, what was it about? Me. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe is where you're going to find me, Dave Jackson, a 17-year podcast veteran and member of the Podcasters Hall of Fame, sharing insights on how to plan, launch, and grow your podcast. If you're looking to monetize your show, yep, we hit on that too. It's all there, schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe, schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe. Thanks for listening. Now back to your episode. Like, hey, I'm Dave Jackson, been podcasting since 2000. Who cares? Right. And then finally at the end, I was like, man, no wonder I didn't get any clicks on this thing. That's a horrible ad. It's like it should have been like, hey, are you trying to start a podcast or grow a podcast or whatever? And I mentioned that at the very end, but it was like, yeah, that was not a good ad. I'm like, so if I do that again, a couple things, I'm going to start a spreadsheet and I'm going to go into Apple and Google and Spotify for some reason. They have links to, because they're trying to provide a iOS link and an Android link. So they have a link to Apple Podcasts and a link to Spotify, which makes sense. That's one and two in terms of apps. Uh, I had a link to my website, which linked to my subscribe page, which is another thing that I need to fix because I have probably 10 different ways to subscribe to my show when you hit that page. I'm like, nope, that's not good. But I want to I wanna track my progress. Like how many subscribers did I have? Uh, look at the download numbers maybe and things like that. But for the most part, it it didn't do much. But 
it was an ad. And the other thing I will say, kudos to Buzzsprout. They made it ridiculously easy. Like it, you, you basically find your show. They find your show in, I, I think they're using the back end of Apple. And so when you do that, it automatically says, oh, the categories in your feed are, I think, minor business and marketing and then technology or something like that. So that's the, that's the categories we're going to boost your show in. You know, that's where we're going to do that. And I can see it's interesting because the, the podcaster can choose to have my ad. I don't get to choose the podcast. So one was like the buzz sprout podcast. I'm like, that's awesome. That's exactly who I'm trying to reach. And then the other ones were kind of entrepreneurial because they were kind of more marketing. And I was like, eh, it's kind of a fit, but not really. But uh, so if you are going to market your podcast and, and I'm with Jim, I think you kind of need to at this point, if you're really trying to grow it. And that again, comes back to the why, because if you're putting out money, maybe it's, it's kind of a catch 22. If you want to have a big enough audience to where you have ads, well, then you got to spend money to grow the audience. It's kind of a, you know, you can't do one without the other kind of thing. But, uh, you know, we were, we're talking about movies. That's what movies do, right? There's only so many theaters and what do they do? They spend a boatload of money on marketing. Then they try to get you into the theater. And then what happens from there? You know, everybody hears you. All right, I'll do it right now. Jim, so what did you think of Top Gun? I loved it. It was awesome. Bingo. Now, why did I see Top Gun? Because I asked my boss. who said, yeah, I saw Top Gun last week. And I went, was it any good? He goes, no. He goes, for the record, it's a Top Gun movie. He goes, but if you like Top Gun movies, he goes, this one was awesome. And off I went to yeah. the theater because I wanted to see it on a big screen. Yep. So it's yep. word of mouth. It's marketing. Yep. So everybody knows it's there. Those that go see it. Then go tell other people, yeah, you should go see this. Go, you know, that route. And uh, so, and they listen, they market the crap out of you before a movie. Oh, like, my goodness. I mean, they know they have a captive audience and it's, it's crazy. You know, that's that actually, that may be an area for some local, if you've got a localized podcast or whatever. Yeah. I, I bet you can buy some cheap, you know, not the, not in the trailers. I mean, there's three parts of it going to see a movie. Oh, yeah. There's the junk up front. Then there's 20 minutes of trailers, and then there's the actual movie, right? And so you're, you're not going to get in the second two. But in the first one, I think locally, you might be able to buy a spot, yeah. create a spot, right, to the theater. In between uh, Maria Menounos and, and some sort of, uh, did you get the trivia quiz <laughs> thing going on, <laughs> yes. right, ever? She used know, to be on E. I was like, I wonder yeah. what happened to Maria Menounos. But yeah, because I, I remember seeing a big slide. It's like, your business here. And I was like. Hmm, that would be interesting. Yeah. So no, it would it would it would be a good way, I think. If again the content, but it getting in front of, of people. You know, do you have a sticker on your car that has your your podcast website on it? Like have you you know, have you done some marketing kind of based on it? You know, I, you, I if if you started any company, you know, say you were gonna create a dog, you know, poop pickup service, right? Because those are if you don't ever advertise it, no one's going to know you. It doesn't matter how good you are and how much, you know, what kind of machinery you have and what kind of, you know, what kind of uh, a mixer you bought for it. Yeah. You've got to advertise the thing. So, yeah, yeah. whether that's on, you know, somebody was asking about Google ads, which aren't called Google ads. What was that called? The maybe it's just Google ads. I think it is. Google yeah. Ad. It used to be AdSense. Yeah. Something. Yeah. And, um, but I mean, there are other ways you can go into Facebook groups if they allow you to somehow 
kind of pimp your show. There are, by the way, Facebook groups that are simply, hey, come in here and throw a link at us, which were interesting when I walked into. I was like, wow, this is just, you know, and you scroll down and if you see anyone that you like or whatever, but I was like, hmm. So um, DR says that Maria has a weekly show on Roku. Tell us what to watch for the week. Interesting. Oh, Maria Menounos. Yes, of course. You know, there are other ways to to advertise. I know um, anytime, like last night I was out riding my bike, so I put on a School of Podcasting t-shirt just because you never know. And and here's a good point. I had somebody that's going to hire me. They're, they're just waiting for everybody. Like all the worker bees are like, yeah, we're hiring Dave. They're waiting for the, the queen bee to sign off on hiring Dave. But they met me at the NRB show. And I was like, oh, so I went back. That was four months ago. So you never know when you like I'm sitting there going, I didn't get any traction from that really. Uh yeah, okay. I'm looking four days after the campaign was over. It might be that somebody, you know, four months now goes, Yeah, I heard an ad on something about something, something. And uh here's Kyle asked a great question. Do you remember anything during trailers or before the movie? Yeah. Sometimes I do. I remember Maria Menunos because I was like, Hey, I remember her. Obviously, that that came up. You but know? here's the thing: she was interviewing another actress who wrote a book, and I couldn't tell you the actress's name or her book. I just remember it was an autobiography, and that was it. So, yeah, I, that's that I whole. I wonder how much those things are. Like, it, I think it just kind of depends. I mean, if they're desperate, if it's desperate yeah. times and it's cheap, why wouldn't you throw a little bit of money at it? If again, if you're trying to grow it, you know, it, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, Ross has some ideas for the person that's doing the entertainment podcast. If it's entertaining podcast content, post video clips on social, do Instagram reels and short term Fort Vert. Does, is, are you using TikTok at all, Jim, for anything yeah. you're doing? Somebody asked me about TikTok yesterday and I said, I'm still, I still have a little bit of tinfoil hat left on my head about China it's and fine. TikTok. And it's I fine. go, but I am, I am seeing a lot of TikTok now as whatever they're calling them, reels maybe, I guess, from Instagram and Facebook. So I am getting sucked into the Instagram. I mean, I, I wasted probably 25 minutes last night before bed going, yeah, that was dumb. Yeah, that was. And what gets me is there are people that are taking serious, like they've got serious gear and cameras and stuff, and all they're doing is lip syncing somebody's like comedy album. And I'm like, and on the other hand, when I was at uh, uh, PodFest, I walked into a TikTok. Like, I was like, hey, let's walk outside. And there was this big fire pit and somebody had their camera there and there's like five women and they're all like, and they're like, oh, you want to be in this? It's the dance. You do this and then stomp and then turn and we'll all do. Yeah, exactly. And so we're like, okay. And they were having a blast. So maybe it's a thing like, what are we doing tonight? Oh, we're having a TikTok party. We're all going to come around and, you know. Vogue or something. <laughs> exactly. I don't. I don't know. Um, my my daughter can do the Vogue. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, and if you're if you're like any of those platforms, it's going to take some commitment. Those anybody who's big on TikTok didn't become an overnight success. They spent a little bit of time putting videos out, and it takes an enormous amount of time to get all those put together and produce them, and some of those other kinds of things. And you know, even the viral ones. Like in those spaces, their their viralness, whatever, lasts the the effect lasts about as long as the video itself. Exactly. So you gotta kind of be 
you know, set your expectations. I'm not yeah. saying don't do it. I don't want to be the old guy who says, get off my lawn, but it, listen, if you can, if you can do it, do it. Yeah. It, 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 it could do some, the, the worst thing you can do in advertising is nothing. Yeah. That's the worst thing you can do. Like even sometimes a bad ad is better than no ad at all. Cause you so, learn something. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Um, right Stefan asked a great question. Is my target audience on TikTok? And I'm like, oh, that's a really good question. You know? So I was like, holy cow. Um, so uh, I don't think so. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, DR says, yeah, that is your target. Because maybe my audience isn't. It depends, I guess, on who I'm going after. Um, well, and she also says her brother is 400,000 and he's a fisherman. So I would, yeah. I'd ask the question, and I don't know the answer. 400,000 TikTok subscribers versus 400,000 YouTube subscribers, which is more profitable? Like, mm. because TikTok is a platform, it makes it super easy to subscribe, right? But I'm not, I don't know if that subscription, and I don't know, I'm not saying that in doubt, I'm saying I don't know. I don't know the strength of a subscription on TikTok versus the strength of a subscription on YouTube. I knew on I know on YouTube that subscription is legit. Like, if you ask any, you know any any uh, YouTuber, like what's what's what are we trying to do here? Well, they're trying to get YouTube subscribers. That's the key. You get likes, so you get subscribes, right? So everybody says like and subscribe, right? And so it it you know they're making there's some YouTubers making some some pretty good bank. 400,000 subscribers on YouTube with a weekly or a twice weekly YouTube video with ads turned on. That's pretty good. I wonder if it's the same on TikTok. I just don't know. Yeah. Well, Dan brings up, speaking of uh, based on a true story podcast.com, Dan says, how do you know if your target audience is on there? If you don't try, which goes back to Jim's point of the worst thing you can do is nothing. Because if I do that, right, I tried a Buzzsprout ad with a bad ad, and I was like, what did I learn from that, right? Why that cost me 100 bucks to go, hey, maybe next time spend more than 18 seconds on creating the ad. Maybe let somebody else hear the ad and go, hey, would, would this make you want to go find out more about this stuff? Because I didn't. I, I literally, I was like, oh, I know, I'll just uh, do this and grab the, the ladies singing Dave Jackson. And I went, hey, it's Dave Jackson, me, 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 me. Oh, and by the way, here's what the show's about. And I was like, yeah, that was really bad. So, um, and then, uh, uh, Craig says, maybe there's a new audience for me on TikTok. Only one way to find out, right? That's yeah. But listen, for every, every, you know, one person who's successful, there's a hundred thousand who are trying. Yeah. So, you know, set your expectations accordingly. I'm not, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to slow you down. Just get out, get out there and get some stuff done. But, we, we now you know, have, it, now that you've said that, now that you've turned into Jim Cullison dream crusher. <laughs> we have sad trombone no, no. um but she says that her her brother yeah his uh quit his job an yeah. investor contacted him and made him the spokesperson of bait and tackle store which sounds like he has a job you know what i mean and he yeah, quit his other job yeah. it took a new job yeah. as a because tiktok's not paying for that it sounds like the the contractor is you know the to become the spokesperson for a bait and tackle store i'm sure is a sponsorship right you're getting some yeah. kind of money for that um so even named 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 it after his handle um yeah there's uh, okay the other thing i'm seeing dave in this space with these influencers doing this kind of stuff is they 
they get popular, you know, they, they're building a house or they're digging a pond or these are the ones I'm watching. They're cutting down trees. <laughs> they're doing whatever, making maple syrup that all bees, bees are huge on YouTube, right? <laughs> Beekeeping. They get about a year or two into it and then they get tired. Mm. Like you can see they are sick of doing their own content. <laughs> like, so they start branching out into other things, yeah. you know, they're like, and you're like, no, 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 no. And the, and it drives the audience nuts. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I came here for beekeeping stuff. Yeah. Not, you know, it'd be like all of a sudden if you and I started talking cryptocurrency every week, you know, <laughs> 45 minutes on cryptocurrency because we got bored of talking about podcasting. So I think that's, it's, that, that's tough. I'm, you know, with Home Gadget Geeks, I am nine years or 10 years into that content. And I'm, I'm really questioning it, you know, yeah. and I'm trying to stay true to it. I don't want to just go off. And so I see a lot of these influencers do that. And then they begin to wane, you know. Yeah. Um, DR says it's changing all the time. People assume that the 55-year-olds are not on TikTok, but stats show that's one of the fastest growing audiences. But now it is. Yeah. yeah now it is. But talking about. Five-year-olds are like, hey, wait a minute. I'm getting left out. <laughs> I saw. um, uh, Oh, Labouche. Her last name is Labouche. Uh, Your brain on facts. Oh, I cannot remember her first name. Anyway, I'm sorry, uh, Miss Labouche. Um, but I saw her on Facebook saying, "Hey, I've been doing Your Brain on Facts or Brain on Facts or The Brain on Facts, something brains and facts." And um, she was kind of saying, "I've been doing this for a while, and it's it gets harder." You think it would get easier because, you know, you've been – and there's a spot. There's a there's that uh, – like a bell curve. At the beginning, it's a little hard, and then it gets easy, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I've already talked about that. I've already talked about that. I've already ta-, – and it gets kind of harder. Moxie, thank you. Moxie LaBouche. Um, and so I saw where she was like, hmm, I'm thinking, you know, your brain on facts is maybe, hmm. And then um, – Oh, the guy, I just interviewed him. Uh, anyway, he uh, went from doing a daily show where, and it was a very no intro outro, just him talking about it and yada, yada, yada. And he's like, ah, we're going to go weekly. It's hard when you keep doing this for a while to keep that enthusiasm going. There are day, I mean, we've talked about this. There are days I'm like, ah, I just can't talk about the same old questions that are in every Facebook group and that whole nine yards. So. Uh, Uncle Marv says, uh, I know another tech business owner that is now quitting everything else uh, on YouTube. He's almost 300,000 subscribers and makes over 70K in revenue. And that was part time, one video a week. So, yeah, there are people that are definitely uh, kind of wears you down. It, you know, you kind of just go at some point, you know, and it, it always cracks me up the YouTubers, and this applies to podcasters too, who say, Trust me, I read every single mm-hmm. comment. And that's always to me, I'm like, oh, six months from now, you will be an angry person. <laughs> like if you live in a world, if you're reading, especially if you're getting a lot of comments on YouTube and you're reading all of them all the time, it's not, I mean, it's still pretty ugly out there. And this, you know, people are just mean and, you know, mm. they they think they're giving you feedback, whatever. In most cases, they're just being mean about it. So you also have to protect yourself. And this is the same in podcasting. You've got to do some mental health things, some what we say, Gallup, we'd say well-being, right? You've got to be very intentional about your own well-being in this to make sure you're not burning out on the content. And Dave, maybe some of that is, you know, we need to stop thinking podcasts last forever yeah, and just say, you know, hey, this is going to be a two-year project or this is going to be a four-year project. 
imagine how much more energy you would put into it if you knew it was only going to be a year long or two years long versus I think some of us think this has to be forever. Like we have to, it, listen, eventually you and I will come to the point on this show where we go, (laughs) okay, enough already. Yeah. It's not today. I mean, we still enjoy, we still enjoy doing it, but I imagine at some point we'll both be like, so I guess a little, I think you have to kind of measure your own mental health and just make sure like, Hey, is this pulling more from me than it's putting back? Yeah. And how am I doing? You know, how am I doing with it? Being intentional about it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, it always comes back to knowing your why, because that's where I, I think I said on an episode before that, you know, my numbers took like a 2% dip in February, but my membership site numbers went up and I was like, I was happy as a clam, but my numbers technically went down. If you know what your why is, then, you know, then you can kind of quit obsessing over stats if you're not trying to get advertisers and, you know, this and that. So it's all kind of uh, interesting. But that's when I did my my original show was for musicians. I did that thing for 10 years and the music industry had completely changed. I wasn't in a band anymore. I was struggling big time to find any kind of thing that excited me. That was the problem. I wasn't excited about any of the content anymore. And I just went and I just quit. I just completely, I did the A to, if somebody wants to know what a pod fade looks like, go look at the musician's cooler or whatever it is, the marketing musician. Cause I just was like, ah, I don't want to do this anymore. And I just quit. I just was like, all right, enough of that. Let's go do something else. So. Yeah. It's just, it's, I think know the limits on it. Don't, don't go out angry, go out on top. Yeah. If you're going to, if you are going to go out, go out when it's the best, be like, Hey, this is awesome. I love this. Now is the time to leave. Don't wait for it to get grindy, you know, and be those little pebbles underneath the glacier, you know, as it's just worn you out. So, uh, some, I think it's, I think Dave, it's just some, it's about every six months, just a good idea to ask yourself. Yeah. How am I feeling mentally about this? I, uh, I'm going to play with a new toy. I have the Roadcaster Pro 2. And I, I, now, and I now, yeah. And I now just pressed a button that said fade in music when I hit the button. So I'm going to hit this button and it's fading in the music. Once, see, this is where it gets tricky. I hit the music button, nothing happened. Now I have to hit the fade button again. There it is. And here comes the music because it's that time to thank our awesome supporters. Uh, now, what's fun is even though the music's still there, I can still do the... Ah, uh, you can't hear the little doggy bark. We'll do that at the end. How about can you, this the coffee? Oh, we can do a coffee pour, yeah. See, but I, I have no... Uh, it's buried. Yeah, the music's too loud. Yeah, but, we'll do it at the end. Yeah, but uh, yeah, if you want to be an awesome supporter, go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support, uh, and you can be like awesome people like James over at the Dog Podcast Network. If you have a little four-legged friend, I actually seriously considered getting a dog this week uh, just because I was I forget what TV show I was watching, and the dog jumped up on his lap, and I was like, I kind of miss having a dog on my lap. Uh, and if I did, you know what I would be listening to when I walked the little guy around the block? That would be the Dog Podcast Network. You can find it at Dog Podcast Network. They have short shows. They have long shows. Everything over there is all about your dog. Check it out at dogpodcastnetwork.com. And uh, Ask the Podcast Coach runs on PodPage. Uh, the last time I made a website with PodPage, it took me 10 minutes. That is not a lie. It was super easy and fun. Uh, if you need more Jim Collison, because maybe he took a week off or something, 
It's easy. Theaverageguy.tv. Check out Home Gadget Geeks. Uh, and if you're thinking of starting a podcast, well, when you think podcasting, think School of Podcasting. And uh, again, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. Now, the fun thing is when I hit the little fade button again now, in theory, it fades it out. But here's the bad thing about that button. Notice how we can't hear Jim. Jim, go ahead and say anything you want. And I'm like going, hey, like what? His fader's up and I start to panic. And I'm like, what? And I could play things on my computer because I told it to fade everything out but me. So now when I hit the fade button again. How about now? Can you yeah, hear me now? Yeah. Can so it, okay. it's kind of weird. So yes, were, were you thirsty, my friend? I was thirsty. Can you support me? I can do that. So We're pretty good at this. We are. And uh, yeah. again, thanks to James over at the dog podcast network so so I that's love that background music dave like w- did you do that last week because this is the first time no, i've heard no and well, this I, the first week for it? yeah i um it's it's, it's some music and i got it on a loop and i was like oh that's cool but that's when i found out the hard way that it's cool that you push a button it fades in your music you hit the button again it fades it out but it fades everything out i've told it fade out everything except me and so i the first time i did this i was like Wait, what? And I, I went into multiple rabbit holes, troubleshooting the Roadcaster Pro, and then I, it dawned on me, hit that button. And then the other thing, I, the second thing I did was I bought the, the plastic cover for this because for whatever reason, I have a really good uh, skill at taking off my headphones and hitting that stupid fade button. So I'm actually going to take the fade button off the... Like I'm, I like it's a cool feature, but you know I can move a slider. I, I, I gotta, you're gonna take like a butter knife and like pop it off? No, no, <laughs> so no. no. Like you, you, oh, you can, yeah. Boy. But it, it, <laughs> it does have all the fun stuff that you need. You know, I can now sound like this. And this, and, and I can do. Oh, now I'm on the phone. Oh, Howard, Howard, what are you doing? I sound just. Mo- this is how most podcasters sound. Or no, I shouldn't <laughs> say most, but this is the Zoom phone oh, yeah. call. Yeah, and then of course you've got this one, which is complete. Whoa, I'm a monster. And then now I'm a robot. And if I want to be, you know, if we uh, do this, you know, I can, uh, I can be a robot. It's the '80s. Now I can also do that was pretty stupid if I do say so. I mean, that sounded like so we've got that button and then I've got this now. Let me go back to this. This is uh, let's find some we'll put that music on. And now as it comes up, once the music actually starts, come on enough of the hi hat. Everybody on the day, I have a ducking button. So in theory, if this music is too loud, I can hit this button and see how it kind of ever so slight little little ducking button. So some of the fun stuff on the Roadcaster Pro. Plus, TikTok. That's TikTokable right there. <laughs> <laughs> that little bit where you were the robot. Uh, that, I am the robot. Going, yeah, that's uh, that's. But that segment, you should cut that because it was hilarious. <laughs> you should cut. You, you were dancing. How do I stop this? How do I? <laughs> Everybody get on the dance floor. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's fun. Uh, that's, that needs to go to TikTok. You got to <laughs> cut that. You'll be, you'll be famous. So if you're wondering what can I do on the Roadcaster Pro 2, you know, I can, if I wanted to, uh, let's find out, Jim. If uh, No, because you're not coming in through one of the mics. 
I thought I could so turn I you into a robot. I don't. I don't think if you talk now. No, same yeah. same thing. You're here, yeah, yeah. So, um, now for the cool though. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> to, welcome to Robot Hour with you know Shazbot and you know. I, was, I like that Twiggy. It's a catchy tune. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. See, and and Kyle is saying if I do this. Right now, I could be beaking the whiz, man. <laughs> okay, yeah, all right. And that's literally when you get this thing and you fire it up, you spend twenty minutes just just going. Wait, I can do this now. It's like it's you, you can't help yourself. So yeah, and, and of course, it's a lot easier to do that than the actual voice, though. That would save your voice. Yeah, it would right? save the voice. Yeah, that's absolutely so. Yeah, you could do that. You could do your own show and do that whole nine yards. And there's a bunch of reverb which is always really helpful and echo and all this other fun filled hoo-ha that I'm just not, uh, not playing with right now. So, but it's fun. What's the retail on those? Six ninety nine. Is that six ninety nine? Fifty bucks for the piece of plastic. Um, uh, eight, eight, yeah. Eight bucks for the cable. That's going to plug this in right now. I'm running this on Bluetooth and, uh, just a reminder, anybody on, um, uh, yeah, this thing, Twitter spaces. If you have a question, raise your hand. Uh, you can do that. And of course, if you're in the chat room, they're already asking questions. But also, if you want to jump into the video, you can do that at askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. And that will uh, jump you in. If you don't want to be on video, just turn off your video. That's uh, fine as well. Let's do this one. I've affectionately referred to this one as UG. Matthew says, is there a tool to analyze average episode length for a podcast I don't manage? And I just was like, so he's, I, I don't know. I just, I get this question a lot and I'm, I'm surprised because almost everybody I know says the same answer to this. The right length of a podcast is however long it needs to be to cover that topic and not a second more. I think everybody says that the whole, there is no, you know, we quote Valerie Geller. There is no such thing as too long, only too boring. And yet I still see people asking questions about how long should my podcast be? And not that that's a bad thing because we all start somewhere, but I'm just surprised that they haven't heard it someplace else yet that they're asking. And I don't know, but uh, the the thing I always hear that makes me go, mm, is when somebody says, I'm going to do an hour long podcast or a X amount of minute podcast. And I was like, I get that you want to kind of have a, uh, a target of maybe where you end up. But for me, it's, it goes back to the why again, you know, like if I'm just doing it to keep my brand in front of people, I'll do three short shows a week so I can say the brand of my show. If I want to show myself off as a expert, I'll do a 20 minute deep dive. So that was just I, one. I, I think Dave do what works best for you and let, let the show find its audience. And, and I mean, yeah, you can, I mean, cause you can only sustain you being someone else for so long before you get kind of tired of it. It goes back to the conversation we were having before. And I think just be as authentic as you can fit the content that, so you like doing it. Cause if you don't like doing it, you'll quit. You know, you just, yeah. it's dumb. I hate doing this kind of thing. So, you know, it'd be like if you and I got together and said, Hey, let's do ask the podcast coach, but let's do three 15 minute segments that we'll put out on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And, and you and I tried to jam, then we would, and then we acted like people that were not. 
and we tried to jam that in, I, I'd be like, okay, I mean, if you want me to quit, do that, Dave. That would be the thing to get me to quit. Like when you want me to quit this, <laughs> just say, hey, Jim, that'll be our, that'll be our, uh, our, our secret, safe our safe work. We're going you to three say, times a week, we're going to three times a week, 15 minutes. I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> I, don't, I just don't want to do that. So I think uh, with, with, uh, the Gallup podcasts, um, we, people always ask me, how long do these go? And I go, well, we shoot for 45, but they always go for an hour. It just, it's just, it just happens. And so I always tell people it's like cutting wood. You can't add the wood back after you've cut it. So I'd rather go a little bit longer and let people only listen to what the, the first, they want to listen to the first 15 or the first 30. Some people have a commute. They'll listen to it the whole time. So I'd yeah. rather have for, for my content, I think an hour is perfect. That's what we go with. If they want to listen shorter, they can, but I can't add any more after the fact if they want more. So if I cut it to 30 and they wanted to hear more, right? Yeah. Well, when I first started the school of podcasting, it was like 15, 20 minutes long. And when I went to my first event and was lucky enough to run into some people who were listening, I said, what can I do to make the show better? And everybody said the same thing. It's got to be longer. And I was like, really? Because at the time, 20 minutes was the magic number. Everybody was like, oh, the average commute in America is 20 minutes. It has to be 20 minutes. And I was like, and they're like, yeah, we no, my commute's longer than that. Um, DR has a great question. How do I know if I'm still compelling during the actual episode? And my answer to this, Jim, I'm, I'm dying to hear what you say, is this is where not guessing, but knowing what your audience wants comes into play. Now, granted, I mean, I love chocolate ice cream, but after my third gallon, I think I'm probably going to be good. But um, it's, and I think for me, part of it is if I'm excited, I, I am my, in a weird way, I am my own target audience because if it doesn't interest me, it's going to come across. I don't know. What do you think, Jim? How do you know if you're still compelling at the 18 minute mark? You don't. Mm. Yeah. I don't think, you know, so this is the crazy thing. I've had people give me feedback where I thought I was flat. And they were like, that's the best thing I've ever heard. And you're like, really? Like I was sick that day and I didn't, I didn't feel good. And I didn't have, I didn't have any content. And they're like, yeah, you changed my life. And then there's moments <laughs> where we try, <laughs> you're like, you're all fired up, you know, in, in your, you've got some things planned out you're, this is where I'm going to take the audience and this is where I'm going to do it. And they're all like, all right, whatever. So I think this goes back to being, you know, to being authentic. Like to being true and authentic, just do, do to, to your point, Dave, do what you want to do and let the chips fall. Don't always be so worried about what other people, if, if you're compelling or not, because you are. And sometimes you're not, it just, you're just right. you're not compelling. There's times you're not get past it, right? You'll have some moments of brilliance and greatness, but if you don't do anything, you'll never have those. I guarantee it. Yeah. Uh, Andreas has a great question. There's a, there's a roadcaster two trick that it took me a second. The, the one thing I, if I had one thing about it is the buttons used to be kind of bigger on the screen. Like I can't read what any of my buttons read. And when it first comes up, it says tap the clock. Like I can see we're 43 minutes into this tap the clock to add a marker. And I had to like stand on my head to be able to read that to where I finally was like, Oh, cause they used to have a little flag. You could put a marker. So if I'm, if I remember, I put a marker so it's easy to tell when we switch from one topic to the next, 
And um, so that was another thing. Somebody asked me what was the learning curve like with the roadcaster. The, the it's really not that bad. Um, and I don't do a thing with MIDI, like zero. I get what it does, and I can have it where, like, I could switch OBS screens. I could add, I could connect a button. Like, I connect, there's a big giant knob that you can use to control a bunch of stuff, and I could have it connect the fade in Logitech Pro or something. I'm like, that's great. I'm not, I'm not doing that. So, so the, it wasn't bad. Like I said, the biggest thing that, that bit me in the butt was that stupid fade button. And all of a sudden I came back and I had no sound anywhere. That was the biggest learning curve. Um, so Andreas asked, do you guys like Podchaser? Here's the thing. I don't dislike Podchaser. I don't, I use it when I'm researching a guest. Like I just interviewed Tamson Webster. Uh, she's the person that wrote uh, Find Your Red Thread. I've been waiting for months. I was, can I, can I pat myself on the back? If I go back and find my uh, applause uh, sound effect here. Um, she actually said in the interview, Oh, that's a good question. And I was like, yes, as an interviewer, that's what I'm looking for is, oh, that's a good question. Um, but I, so when I was researching her, I went to Podchaser and I went to Listen Notes because I wanted to find where she'd been interviewed before. And um, so that's where I use it. I, other than that, Jim, do you use Podchaser for anything? I do. Yeah, I like it a lot. The organization, you can create lists and there's a great community around it. They have dumped a ton into marketing for this site, right? Because it's to their advantage to have as many people come out to the site as possible. So I don't think you shouldn't have it. Should you be there? Yes. Do you have to? No. But it's it's if to go back all the way to the beginning of the show, if you're not using Podchaser as a marketing opportunity, why wouldn't you? Like that's you're missing it's free for, yeah. for most. Tag yourself in it, tag your guests in it, create some community around it, create some lists engage in some things, go out and get people to rate stuff. I mean, why not? It doesn't cost you anything. That's it. It's totally right. It's still free. Is it still free? Still free. They have a thing where you can buy and I'm not sure what they're selling, but I think they're, they're selling their database or some sort of access to, if I want to do some sort of reports or something like that, because they got to charge money for something, you know, that whole nine yards. Um, Thomas says, uh, my preaching professor told me, uh, preach to yourself. Isn't podcasting the same? Yeah, I guess in a way, right? Do it from your space of enjoyment, and some others are going to follow it, and some of them are not, and that's that's fine. And then uh, Craig throws in here, isn't there some technique in the story arc theory where you re-engage the audience two or three times? Absolutely. I just watched the Umbrella Academy on Netflix, and I am not – I found this out. I'm not like Superman, Batman, Thor, all those guys, all the really good superheroes. I kind of, they bore me because in the end they always win. I love demented, dark superheroes. And that's what the Umbrella Academy is about. And that's what the boys on the boys on Amazon. Oh, wow. They go way past the line. It is so dark and I love every minute of it. But um, the Umbrella Academy is like, wait, how are we going to get past this hurdle? And then you're like, I don't know. And then they get past it. And then you're like, oh, okay, now everything's fine. Oh, wait, but then this happened. And that's that's the NPR thing. You're not going to believe it, but this person did such and such. And then about the time they're like, oh, but then this happened. And then you're not going to believe it, but this happened. And then NPR always throws in, and here's why everyone should care about this. Um, but yeah, I guess that's true too. So 
you know, when you have going back to DR's question about how do I know if I'm engaging? Well, there are times when you're just setting up the next hurdle or whatever. I, um, I was listening to a podcast last night for the podcast radio show, and it's about karaoke being sung poorly. It's, um, the best, something like the best music sung poorly, I think is the name of the song or the name of the podcast. And they had some gold in there. And the, one of the co-hosts said, Oh, I got a story about karaoke. He goes, I went to this place and man, I had a fabulous night. And then everything he said after that was kind of like, well, you just gave me the ending of the movie. I said, it should have been, Hey, I went to, uh, I, I tried a new place. I was in this, you know, I was out traveling and I found a karaoke bar. So right there, you're thinking, Oh, new, new city. Not sure. And in the, the neighborhood was kind of, you know, a little dodgy. I wasn't sure what I was getting into. And I walk into the place and the guy's like, Hey, you're here. Great. All right. And I was like, sure. Yeah. And I go, I go the whole time. I'm thinking what's going to happen. I said, but when you started your story with, I went to, I found this new place to do karaoke and I had a great night. And then you give me the details. I don't need the details. You already told me what it is. So that's something that takes a little practice to get used to telling a story. I actually edited a podcast last night. It was funny. And this guy had a storyteller on. And what was hilarious about it, this guy couldn't tell a story. Like he must be a great story writer or something because, um, like, uh, when he's telling, uh, a, a story, um, you, um, uh, you, and I was like, holy cow, this guy can't tell a story. So, um, so I guess that, do you ever, when you're doing your, your work stuff, do you ever kind of story arc it, I guess, for lack of a better phrase? Yeah, we use a fairly common, um, case study format that we use. It's a way of, you know, a case study. It's just a way of telling a story. You know, what was the problem? What'd you do to solve it? What were the results? What are you going to continue with? Those are the four arcs that we want to go through as we're spending time doing that. Now, does it mean we say, okay, arc one? <laughs> now we get, you know, we get done away. It's like the old Paul Harvey page two. You know, he's, <laughs> no, we don't do that. Um, but we, we do each show, we think through that arc. There, listen, there's plenty of story, how to tell a story methods. And if you're in that space, it's probably worth being a student of, of those and knowing what they are. Once you've used a story arc in your preparation a couple times, it starts to become second nature to you and you stop thinking about it. You just start doing it as you're, hey, as we're constructing this story, we need this component, this component, and this component. And so um, it, it, that's an area where just practice helps the more you do it. So if you're in that, listen, I think you can learn to be a better storyteller. You can do it. I think it's one of those skills you can pick up. It takes practice. If you struggle in that area, or even if you don't, it might be worth it. I looked up on Amazon how to tell a story, and there's a dozen books out there on how to do it. And it might be worth becoming a student of it. The, uh, the best one is this one, Story Worthy by Matthew Dix. It's really what's cool about it is he uses like the the same six stories or so. And as you get deeper into the book, he starts to reveal more insights as to why he chose to tell the story like such and such. And uh, I know at one point he talks about this one story and he goes, oh, I should probably let you know there was somebody in the back seat while this was going on. He goes, but it doesn't bring any value to the story. So sometimes we 
have we include um you know details that really don't help the story and if they don't help the story then don't because we're trying to paint the the theater of the mind and that whole nine yards but uh uh one i just read this uh past week was called the narrative gym and uh as in gym not jim <laughs> um it's all about the abt format and it's it's basically you know here's uh um Jim and I were at podcast movement, but he was stuck in an elevator. Therefore, that's the T. I had to go find somebody to save Jim from falling to his death. So it's it's a framework of that. And so that's that's that. Tamson's book, Find Your Red Thread, is really good because man, it makes you focus hard on who is my audience, but it goes into how can I, like, if you think about it, you might have a great product or podcast, but when you tell somebody how, why they should go listen, you just drop the ball. And that's the whole point of this is uh, the red thread is you basically, um, there's this whole Greek mythology story, but what it really goes down to is your red thread is a way to find back, find your way back to where you started from. And it's always fun when I do the uh, Northeast Ohio podcasters meetup. And I remember the first time somebody talked about, well, how do I export my file? And I said, oh, well, most people use 128 kilobits per second stereo constant bit rate. And you just, I just lobotomized the person because they had no idea what I was talking about. So when you remember, the more you remember what it was like when you were beginning, because in many cases, you know, when, when we think back to when we first started listening to podcasts and we were like, wait, how do I do this with the Apple thing and what's a playlist and all this other stuff? We need to remember what we were like then so that we can describe things in a way so that person will then, and here's the key, you describe it in a way so that they find the path. You're, you're kind of like the whole feed them, you know, teach a man how to fish kind of thing. And it dawned on me, what's great about it is when I started to read her book and I'm kind of doing, because this is this is week's, School of Podcasting. Well, what's funny is she talks about if you describe things in a way that make it sound easy and your your target listener goes, oh, yeah, I, I understand that. I could probably do that. Oh, I could do that. And I by the end of the book, I'm like, oh, I could do this. This really isn't. And I was like, oh, that's oh, I see what you did there. You just did the thing that you were talking about. And now I'm so it's uh, the, the problem with most storybooks is this is what they sound like. Stories are good. You should tell stories. Stories are, and I'm like, okay, great. But none of them are about how to tell the story. So uh, story worthy is great. Find your red thread if you're trying to do a story and a strategy. And the one I just talked about, the uh, narrative gym, I'll put a link here in uh, the chat room and it'll be in the show notes at askthepodcastcoach.com slash 396. It's pretty decent. It's all about, and then what's funny is, um, Jim, have you ever read a book and then you find out later there are four different versions of the same book? Like, remember uh, Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus? And then sure. later there yeah. was like Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus in the bedroom. And then it was Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus for teens. And then it's I like Chicken Soup for Your Soul oh, had, several, like, had, had about 8,000 different <laughs> variations of that. Yeah. So they I, find a popular format and then they just keep going back to the well. There's money in this. <laughs> yeah. So the their narrative gym is now there's the narrative gym for business, the narrative gym for blah, blah, blah. So um, I just want to be the narrative gym now. That's, that's what it. I want to be. Ladies and gentlemen, 
the narrative gym. I like that. I'll start introducing you that way. Um, <laughs> Michael Delaney, who's an awesome supporter. Hey, guys, when you have an opinion on something that you want to get out. Uh, wait, but do, instead of the say, do you drop it down? I, I think he just mistyped it. Do you drop it down? So you have a new idea for a podcast, ah, an idea. I'm, do you drop it down an old podcast feed or create a new one? I'm glad he asked that because Bill asked a very similar question uh, which is great because if you think I just watched, um, in fact, I'm not done with it, but Better Call Saul is a spinoff, as was the Jeffersons. Um, there are a bunch of shows that have been in this, but Bill says, we're adding a spinoff show to our podcast. My question to you is, would you add it to your existing RSS feed or create, uh, uh, I think he means a new feed here. The spinoff would be a twice a month show adding to the weekly podcast. We, the comics with an X comics zone podcast talk about nerd culture. The new show would be specific to dragon ball Z thoughts. So here again, spinoff shows. Uh, what say you, Mr. Cullison? Well, in, in this case and Michael's question, you know, if you say you've got an important topic, not that there has been any important topics that have, happened here in the United nah. States over the last 48 hours. But just say, as an example, you wanted to talk about that. Um, uh, and, and I think, um, uh, I think you got to think through, okay, how many subscribers do I think I have left in that feed? Does it match the feed? <laughs> First of all, you won't want to just take some random discussion and drop it in whatever, whatever you faded. I think you have to determine how long has it been faded? Like if it's been faded for a year or two, you might as well just start over just to be honest. Like a lot of people have dropped yeah. it. Right. So in his case, he's saying, yeah. I just want to just drop an opinion. An opinion. I, well, mm. you gotta, Michael, tough to say without knowing all the details yeah. on that I, one. I mean, if it matches and you've still got listeners, yeah, mm, might as well give it a yeah. try. His podcast was about dementia and taking care of somebody who's got that. Mm -hmm. And so if, if the opinion ties into that, but if all of a sudden you want to start talking politics to the dementia people, I'm like, mm, you know, yeah. the, the other yeah. spinoff show, if you're starting a new podcast, absolutely. I would say if nothing else say, Hey everybody, let, let's say you, you publish every Wednesday. Well, maybe on Friday you go, hey, I know it's Friday. Uh, I'll see you next Wednesday. I just want to let you know I've started a new show about Dragon Z. You can find it at blah, blah, blah. That's Dragon Ball Z to you, yeah. Dave. Dragon <laughs> and Ball, Ball Z. Z. Let's get that right. <laughs> and Actually, I never thought of it if you say it that yeah, way. Yeah, I'm like. I, I'm, mm, Dragon Ball Z, Z not yes. Dragon Ball, Ball Z. Because <laughs> I'm like. How ballsy is the dragon? You look at that dragon. He's so ballsy, just burning everything to the ground. Um, so I would definitely do that. I mean, NPR, all these other, you know, quote, big shows do that all the time, which for the record, I find very annoying at times when somebody does a feed drop. That's the fun buzz phrase for it. Let's do a feed drop. I'm like, uh, okay, I get it. But on the other hand, if it's a short feed drop and it's two minutes long, eh, I'm not that, you know, but I, I, you, you've got people that like you. You might as well let them know that you're doing other stuff. So I would say definitely uh, do that. Um, I, I don't know if Michael, we answered your question, but yeah, you, my, you, this it, you got to figure it out. By the way, we don't have enough details to be able yeah. to really say for sure. But it just how well does it match? How many subscribers do you think you have left? 
if it's faded, you, you run very little risk. Just drop it. If you feel it, drop it down there and drop it some other places. Like it doesn't have to go just one place. Yeah. Um, Kyle says, Kyle Bondo, uh, new RSS feed and cross promote each show on each other's podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I talk about this show on a fair amount on other different shows and I talk about your podcast consultants and, you know, I have my flagship my <laughs> show, the school of podcasting, but I tend to kind of mention them on other ones and things like that. So, um, yeah. Um, Stefan says you can push a trailer on the feed of the old feed. Yeah. I would set that up. I wouldn't just put the, like, I don't want my audience going, wait, what was, did I hit the wrong button? But, uh, I think I would set it up. Um, the one thing that was, I was listening to the Buzzcast. I think that's the name of it. It's the Buzzsprout podcast. And they were talking about Buzzsprout ads and the number one thing, like, what would you say is the biggest mistake you can make when making a trailer? And we know Jim loves trailers anyway, but what would you think would be the biggest mistake? Uh, wow. That's a good question. Biggest mistake in making a trailer for me would first of all be making it. But then the second <laughs> one would be Sunday, 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 you know, the, Oh, in a world. In a world. Yeah. Now, yeah, one of those. uh, you ready for this? Yeah. Forgetting to say the name of the podcast. Well, that would be a huge mistake. <laughs> yeah. That's uh that's, that's not good. And he said, people do that a lot. I am amazed when I, cause I do the podcast trailer show. I'm still doing that show. I'm, that's one that I'm like, nah. uh, but I'm amazed at how many people don't say their website. They'll say the name of the show. They won't say their website. And then they'll say, find me wherever, in whatever app you're listening to. And I was like, just go find me. Just go find me. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, no, that's not the, in my opinion, it should be send people to your website where you have a, some sort of subscribe you know, page or whatever, but that way it reinforces your brand and it makes it easy to, to find you. Um, I think, I think maybe, and one more thing, don't be the me monster on a trailer where yeah. you, you admitted to this, you know, oh. you talk 45 seconds about yourself. I'm Dave Jackson and I'm a, a you know, hall yeah. of famer and I've done thousands of podcasts yeah. and people are like enough already, you know, <laughs> tell us what you tell us. What, okay. You're important. We get that. Tell us what you want to do. So I think making sure, and this is maybe back to the story arc concept, in a trailer, make sure you get the value proposition as far forward as you possibly can. And it might even be need to be the first thing they hear, right? Is what, why am I, you know, yeah. why am I listening to this trailer? <laughs> Not so that I can get to know Dave Jackson, that's for sure. Uh, Uncle Mar says, keep the trailer show going. I'm using it for ideas on what not to do. Yeah. <laughs> It's there are well, and that's one of the things when I started that show it didn't dawn on me. I'm like, okay, I'm the host, and I I think I said in one of the latest episodes, hey, just for the record, I'm not picking these trailers because they're good. Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm picking them mm-hmm. because they match a criteria. I'm looking for shows about such and such or whatever. And so, um, yeah, Brad says I'm learning a lot about bad trailers from that show. So, um, that's that's cool. All right, I'll keep it going. It's easy to do. I'm getting better at it. I cut out all almost all the ads. What I do now, because it used to be, here's a 30-second trailer, here's another 30-second trailer, and I put a 30-second ad in the middle of that. Well, now 30% of my show is ads. So I basically, at the beginning, say, hey, I used, I found these using Audrey.io, and I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. For more information, see the resource section, and that's it. Um, I did have a, another fun question that I was like, well, at least this isn't about microphones and, and stuff like that. Uh, this was from Paul. And it's, I was like, huh, I'm, I'm, 
I have an answer for this, and I think we can all probably come up with a few examples. But he says, hey, all, how many of you hosting your own podcast only have you talking? Now, I know, Jim, you are not a fan of, of solo shows. It's not, it's not your thing. Um, no, I'm not a fan. Let's be clear. I'm not a fan of me doing solo shows. Right. I don't mind listening to really good, done, well-done solo shows. I just don't like doing them. So he says, meaning for my podcast, of the four I plan to record – so what I don't know there is if he means episodes or shows. I'm not sure. He says, but I'll be the solo voice on three of them, except the occasional guest or caller. Uh, the other, I will have a partner. Do you think many podcasts with only one sole voice fails? Uh, for further clarification, my format is going to be a five-minute introductory monologue each episode, and then I plan to talk my thoughts on the subject hand and take live callers, hope you have an audience, because that doesn't work unless you have one, uh, to get their opinion and keep the conversation flowing throughout the cast, sort of like a late-night radio show. And when he talks about that, taking callers and doing a monologue, you know who he sounds like? Dave Ramsey, who's a solo podcaster. Uh, I was like, there's a, there's a solo podcaster that has a billion downloads. Um but I thought it was interesting. Like he was kind of saying solo shows fail. And I was like, I've never heard that. So all shows fail. Yeah. School, school of podcasting is a, a good example of a solo show that you've been doing for 5,000 episodes or whatever you have. <laughs> uh, what do you have out there now? So I don't think it's the format that necessarily makes it fail. Uh, as much as it is, it is just, they run out of content or people get bored or they want to do something different. I mean, Audiences change too, Dave. I mean, we, a couple weeks ago we got that feedback, and the um, you know the, one of the first things that he said in the feedback was, "I used to listen to you a while ago, and then I stopped." That's pretty common, you know. People do it for a while, and then they're even here in the live show. I mean, we have some we have some super diehard um, listeners that come every single week, but it kind of rotates around, you know, a little bit. Yeah. And there's times when you just go like, "Yeah." not really interested in that anymore. So I think you've got to keep, uh, I, I don't know if I would do it based on the format because any format will work if it's interesting. If it's interesting. Yeah, exactly. And I was, mm -hmm. you know, my, my bumper sticker answer to this is when you do a solo show, you grow your influence. When you do an interview show, you grow your network. Why not do both? But I, I may, yeah, I, I've never, I, to me, if bottom line, if it's interesting, I listen. If it's not, I don't. And I don't think um, – I, I went back and listened. Like I listened to George Robb. What's fun about George is George is one guy, and but he has multiple segments. Like he has this one with – I can't even pronounce his – Dr. Nagish Wali or something like that. And it's George doing this incredible Ukrainian accent. Like George does major voices. And so it never gets boring because – it's always some new person that's really behind the scene, George. So it's a solo show, but it's not really a, a solo show. Uh, so that's always kind of fun. Uh, Uncle Marv says his uh, his uh, podcasts are a mix of interviews and solo shows. Right now I'm getting more mileage out of the solo shows. Uh, I would prefer it to be the other way. Um, uh, Natalie Ekdahl does Biz Chicks. Uh, with an X, uh, so chicks, C-H-I-X. And she did like a year of interviews because everybody said, oh, yeah, uh, a podcast is where you interview entrepreneurs. Like that's what she thought it was. And she finally started doing 
solo shows and things started really taking off for her. The one thing she does, if you're an entrepreneur, think about doing this, interview your target customer on your show. In fact, I have a guy lined up to talk about that because sometimes you can't get them on the phone, but you can get them on their podcast. And so she, what she did was she took people that had already hired her for consulting, recorded the consulting call, and with their permission, put it out as a podcast. And she said, it turned out my audience didn't know what consulting was. And when they finally heard it, they're like, oh, that's what she means. And then her consulting business took off. So it's, again, your podcast is a, uh, it's a recipe, not a, uh, a statue. So you can do uh, whatever you want. You know what? What I need some more coffee. Can you? Can we uh, do we, one more? We can do. Yeah. Can do one more. You're gonna have to pee very soon. Uh, you know, it's amazing how much coffee I can get in my system <laughs> in the morning, and it's it's the afternoon that's the problem. Hey, you you ready for a uh, a, a quick tangent? Yeah, we, let's do it. I think this is our first. It's a music oh, question. I like. Hey, Dave, is a Fender Squire Mini Stratocaster good to learn? the guitar. I have one uh, in a closet around here that I bought for my stepson because his hands were really small. What you want to do is make sure that thing can stay in tune because sometimes they make these starter guitars and they just, look, I don't expect it to sound like a million bucks, but it's got to stay in tune. And the problem with his is you could actually tune it and then play a chord and the neck was rigged or something. I don't know, but you, you like you had it just no. So I would say maybe, uh, but make sure it can stay in tune. Cause that's really frustrating when you're trying to play it and you're like, so I would hit like three chords and then tune it and then hit. And it was like, I did nothing but tune the guitar. So mm. it can be, it's a good place to start. The nice thing about the mini is if you're, especially if it's for a kid, the, the neck is shorter. So like when I played, I felt like a gorilla. My hand was huge on it. So Stefan asked, any special plans for 400? We're four away, away. from 400. With the scheduling stuff that's been going on, you and I, we haven't really been talking about it, but I'd love for the chat room, or you can drop it in the comments right there in YouTube. Yeah. Uh, what 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 would you like to see for 400? What would be some ideas? Like, what, what ideas do you have? What kind of feedback do you have for us? What would you like us to do? doesn't mean we're going to do it, by the way. We probably won't. <laughs> but that'd be fun anyways. Fun little exercise. Uh, while Dave uh, brings the other topic in, we'll <laughs> thank you. I'll be hard. It's a little late. Yeah. <laughs> um, make sure that you uh, you drop. We'll come back to this in the comments as you put it in there. Yeah, I honestly, uh, yeah, that's one of those things where, it, it, for the record, it's kind of fun. Four hundred is our ep- We're t- like today. You're listening to episode three hundred ninety six. Uh, so if you go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash 396, in about two hours, that episode will be there. Uh, so in, well, what is this? Today's the 25th. So assuming, um, four weeks from now, four so weeks we're from talking now, the, July, the, 20th. the 23rd, my brother's uh, birthday. That'll be fun. So, um, you know, if it wasn't for, uh, plane tickets being so expensive, oh, it'd be, I'd, I'd, come out to nebraska we could like broadcast from the barn and (laughs) andre says andre says uh i could do it from the shed uh top of the the best questions you've had so far could you could you realistically go back like if we thought about best questions could you 
would would if you think back, could you be able to pull any that you? Oh, this was a really good question. That would be a really hard. Um, that'd be a hard one to get. I just don't remember the questions from week to week. Yeah. Well, my and we were talking earlier about sometimes when you kind of have a like kind of situation of feeling about. There are times when I feel like. It's how do I grow my audience? How do I make money? What's the best microphone under a hundred bucks? Can I play music in the show? Um, productivity hacks. Hmm. Good. We, we should be talking about that each week. Yeah. Um, Kyle says live in the same location. location. Almost got that. I'm, I'm a day away from you. I could drive. I guess I could drive out for the weekend or something we'll like that. Oh, I like this one. Chris, my <laughs> coffee, my coffee pimp, by the way, Chris, Chris always keeps sending me. Uh, samples of coffee to try. So, Chris, thanks for doing that. Binky and the Wiz introduces. Now, I, that I would like. <laughs> that would be awesome if you recorded or did it live. Uh, Binky and the Wiz, they're they're two of my favorite guys. You know, it's funny. The I said something. I think it was like two or three episodes ago on the School of Podcasting, and I said blah blah blah. Binky and the Wiz, and it dawned on me that that was four hundred and some episodes ago. And I'm like, if a brand new person was listening to the school of podcasting, they're probably going, what's a binky and the whiz? That was, I was like, oh, you, I'm like, that was curse of knowledge right there, buddy. You, you, you did something that. So, uh, (laughs) you, how many episodes do you have on school podcasting? 800 and really 20 something. Yeah. And binky and the whiz did 400? 400. Yeah. School of podcasting.com slash 400 will get you to the, the ever popular. (laughs) Pinky and the Wiz. Um, I'm I'm digging down here as we speak. Uh, last week was 832. Why should I care about your podcast? Um, which was an interesting question. Gary says how to uh, mark up long interviews and get them edited quickly. Mm. Talk about some. I've got a I've got a pretty um, I have a pretty good editor at Gallup, and he pushes hard on the software, like on Otter and some of those things that we yeah that we use. Well, it may be an interesting topic. That's a great hack because I interviewed um, on Stacking Benjamins. They call him OG, and I interviewed him, and his book doesn't come out till I think August, and I pulled it up. Cause I was going to use it last week. I was like, Oh, that's right. I'm supposed to wait to put this out when it's closer to the book. And in the process of listening to it, it's been a while since I did that interview. And I'm definitely running that through Otter so I can see, cause I know he's a doctor and I, there's a fair amount there about his doctor like backstory. And I was like, probably going to trim that a bit and things like that. That's really, I, I know we all love transcriptions and we want to use them for shown. I use it for editing especially if I'm looking for a pull quote or something like that. Or a lot of times what it is, is I will hear like last night I'm, I'm driving around on my bike and I'm listening to the podcasting 2.0 show. And I only remember because it was one, 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 it was an hour and 11 minutes in. Cause I looked at my watch, but if I didn't, I would run that show through Otter and then search for whatever the heck they were talking about. Cause Otter gives you timestamps that saved me hours of time when I'm like, look, I want to pull it. Like when I pulled a clip from their show for the school of podcasting, cause they were talking about Spotify. And I was like, that show's like almost two hours long. I'm like, I don't want to have to sift through two hours of content. I just transcribed it, did a quick search. Oh, cool. I see it's at the 58 minute mark. That's a huge use of uh, transcriptions for me. What What are you using? I use Otter, but what are you using? I use Otter for transcripts. I am right now that show I was just talked about with OG 
I am using Descript. Why? Because the show's not out until August, so I got plenty of time to do it. And it's it's just dawned on me. I cannot find I, I'm really tempted to hire somebody to teach me Descript. Because when I ask Descript, they're like, oh, it's just go to our YouTube channel. I'm like, I don't want to learn Descript in three minute increments. I want somebody to go because really the the one that I'm still surprised I have not found an official video for is you have your Descript drive. Drives are made up of projects. Projects are made up of compositions. And there's this other thing where you can drag two files together and it's something that I can't like you have to understand the structure first. And that's the one I'm like, I don't know what I'm looking at yet, guys. Like when when do I use a composition versus a bleh? And then it's just so it's it's one of those things where I was like, I am hacking my way through the script and I'm kind of like, I think I would pay somebody to trim this learning curve down a bit. And uh, I'm tempted to go to, um, oh, what's the one? There's a, a learning site that I know I have a planning your podcast not teachable, not thinkific. It was a, it used to be really pot, and it's got a weird name. Uh, or now, uh, uh, Udemy. Udemy, that's it. I bet there's some sort of Udemy that there's that one, and there's a free DaVinci something video. It's a free video tool. Udemy, thank you, Kyle, and thank you, Jim. Um, there's a, but it's called DaVinci, and from what I understand, it is like the best video editor, and it's free. And I was like, okay, cool, need to learn that need to go find somebody because I'm, I'm kind of tired of hacking my way. Look, I've, I mean, you're probably the same way when you've worked in software for decades, one of it's kind of like, okay, who moved my cheese? Oh, this is called this. I remember when I used to know, I used to know Excel. I used to know, I forget what they called it in word perfect, but they had an Excel spreadsheet. And then there was Lotus one, two, three, and I knew all three. And it was just a matter of, you know, oh, this is now called this, this is called a whatever. And so I, I'm I'm pretty cool with software, but there are times when I'm just like, you know what? Again, I always say, which one do you have more of, time or money? And right now I'm a little short on time, especially I'm still crawling my way back from stupid COVID um, that I'd rather pay somebody just to show it to me. So yeah, Black Magic Designs, uh, Gary says, uh, DaVinci Resolve. And, I, and he says it's great. Yeah, it, it, from what I understand, it has features in their free software that aren't in like other like Camtasia and stuff. It's a really good software. And I was like, huh, and it's free. So my audience loves free stuff, especially if it's not going to go away or whatever. So anyway. I, I use, uh, for video, I just use iMovie on the Mac. Yeah. And 99% of the time for what I do and what I need, Simple. Now, this doesn't do transcriptions at the same time. We use Otter for that, and I, I don't do a ton of edits, but we, well, that's not true. My editor at Gallup does a ton of edits to Otter. To Otter. We were having some trouble last week with them. He, it was literally, you know, Otter's got some some processes behind the scenes. You make some changes. It tries to learn from your changes, and then mm. when you're done, it goes and processes, right? Well, it wasn't waiting, so he'd make some changes and then it would, it would start, it just take off and it was changing things he had just changed and it was causing all, all sorts of problems. Now you're going to, they're going to recognize this tech support, um, methodology. Mm. So he contacts them. It's like, uh, yeah, this isn't working right. And the first response was, we think it's you. 
right? Because that's always, you oh, know, yeah. well, uh, must be something local, right? So he's like, no, I think check this. Then they were like, uh, hold on a sec. Stop doing everything and hold on a sec. Yeah. So then they contacted him back. Um, can you give us an hour or two? Yeah. And then they then they got an email. Uh, go ahead and try it again. Yeah, we, we pushed out, an update. You know, <laughs> yeah, maybe it went from maybe it's you to it's definitely us. Yeah. Stop doing what you're doing, right? But um, uh, we use we use Otter in the process. You can listen to it. You know, if you're doing video, that gets a lot harder because then you got to resync your edits to the video mm. and some of those things. For basic idiot vid video, <laughs> for basic video editing, iMovie works just great for me. Well, and that's the key. I mean, because some people might go, iMovie, you need to use blah, blah. And I'm like, look, it, it does what I need it to do. Yeah, it does. yeah, 99% of the time. And when it doesn't, I just send it to my, no, this is going to sound yeah. pretty arrogant, but I just send it to my video editors right. at work. Can you fix this? Because they have addition and they that's what they all, they do it all day. So I just say, hey, can you edit this thing and make this thing, you know, look right? But I think for most of us, those those versions... Apparently, there's a new, there's some new video software, editing software that's coming out on Windows 11. Now, I wouldn't necessarily bank on that, but <laughs> there's, we used to have Movie Maker that was for, and I think when Windows 10 came along, they de supported Movie Maker. There's a open source version of it if you still want to use it on the wind. This is for the Windows side of things, but I think Windows 11 has a new video editor coming. So that may be something for those two who just need a basic editor and you're on windows that may be something i don't think it's out just yet but i think it's coming very cool um dr again just some things do this some things do that dr said i was surprised that what i could not do in descript i was able to do in canva in terms of video yeah video is kind of a, a thing they added to it you know it does video but i think it's primarily a, a an audio tool but i know a member of the school of podcasting was able to to clip out some you know catchphrases or whatever, and he said I he put a couple videos or pictures behind it, and he said it was pretty simple. So I, I think they all have their their pros and cons, and so um, Clay is talking. I think he's still talking about our episode four hundred. I'm trying to go back through the chat here. Uh, I'm having former guests call in and leave voicemails with advice for younger generation. If it all works out, we'll be thirty or so two minute pieces of advice. From industry, that that sounds like I know when I do the question of the month, it sounds like it should be simple. You just get uh, stuff from people, which is what you do. But you get some people that are calling from the car, and then I, I'm by no means complaining because it's always great to hear. But I would say seventy percent of the people that do a question of the month for me, where they leave an answer at the end, then leave me a personal message. So I've got to cut it out, which is great. I, I like personal messages, but it just adds a lot of time and editing and, and things like that. So um, interesting. But yeah, it's uh, what with the whole Descript thing for me, and this is the other one. Is it Descript or is it Descript? Uh, I've heard it. Potato, potato, yeah, tomato, zapier, tomato. Zapier, Zapier, yeah. Um, well, I think that now that one they call them zaps. Yeah, so that's I think it's zappier. I think it's zappier. Yeah, I think it's zappier. But it was it, I liked it because I said, okay, the only way I'm going to learn to script is if I start using it. And I've got an episode that's coming out in a month or so. I've got a month to get a hang on this, and I just started doing it, and it was not fun, 
but it was interesting to openly like, hey, let's pay attention to this because I'm now officially out of my comfort zone. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm somewhat frustrated that I can't get it to do this or that. Because again, going back to that whole red thread thing, I got to remember what people feel like when they start stuff because I need to understand how to explain people and, and things like that. And the things I'm doing, and I've done this ever since I started teaching, is I write down the questions. Like if I'm like, wait, where's the such and such? Okay, that's probably going to be a tutorial because if I'm looking for it and can't find it, somebody else is going to follow right in my footsteps and go, hey, how do I, where's the thing where I can add compression to this? Yep, that's a good question because I saw it a minute ago and now I can't find it. So um, that's always the uh, the fun of that. So, you know, so do you, like you said, you don't, you're not going to like, count on the windows video thing um no no it's still in i mean it's just now coming out it's brand new software so you know and it looks like there may be even be a fee associated with it no but there, there that could be you know something in the future here with microsoft you never really know you know you're kind of like yeah because they change their mind like oh yeah this is going to be a paid service now it's free or yeah, we're rolling this out for free. Oh, except you have to have an Office 365 subscription or a Microsoft 365 subscription. So you never you never really know. I, I don't rely on I Movie Maker works great for me. So that's that's kind of what I I looked at Adobe and then I was like, nah, it's just too yeah, it's just too pow- too powerful for what I do. I think you've got to find, you know, as we, even as we think about audio editing. You've got to find the one that works best for you. If I'm doing just audio, Audacity is awesome for me. Yeah. Like I and I mostly because I know how to use it, <laughs> right? I know where everything is at, and I know the keyboard shortcuts and how to cut and slide things together, and and so that that uh, for me, addition works just fine. There we go. I'm gonna share my screen again here. We have another question. I want to bring this one up because I am the probably half deaf musician. Um, Francesco said, when I edit audio, I use earphones and have the sound up a little louder than I normally listen to something. Is this smart for catching issues or overkill? And the reason I want to bring this up is, you know, what's weird. I have to explain what the who is now. Like there are people that have, if I say, you know, the who there are going to people go, no, I don't know what you mean by the who, but the band, there's a band from the sixties called the who. And for a very long time had the record for the loudest band ever, blah, 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 which I believe now is owned by the band Manowar for another tangent. But Pete Townsend is the guitar player for the who. And it's fairly well known that Pete doesn't have a whole lot of hearing left. And Pete has said it wasn't the loud stage volume because he was typically, you know, those are big stages. So it wasn't like he was standing right in front of the amp. Um, he said it was because I would crank up the headphones. And if you think about it, you got a speaker inches away from your ear. And I know I am guilty of this where I will be listening to something, take off my headphones and go to the bathroom and I'll be in the bathroom and I can hear my headphones on my desk. And I'm like, that was on my head. So, it's just something to, you know, it's all fun and games until you can't hear. And, and I was just like, yeah, you know, I'm going to throw that into the old ask the podcast coach um, kind of thing because uh, we don't think about that. So, yeah, volume, volume, have, it, you know, after I've done a show with you sometimes or whatever, a long, you know, we're here for 90 minutes, right? Yeah. 
And then I take my earbuds out and if my eardrums, not my ears, because I have, I use these really, really well fitted uh, earpieces, but because I can go for hours with the, with the Mm -hmm. earpieces and that doesn't hurt at all. But my ears hurt a little bit, you know, like the eardrum and you're like, oh boy, I need to give my eardrum a rest. You know, I've just been pushing in volume in that thing, which is even closer. Like these are even closer than your your headset is. So I think if you're wearing earbuds, you gotta you gotta just be gentle on those old eardrums, especially if you're old like you and me. Yeah. Treat those things nice. Yeah. I, I I'm doing oh you that's got one pair. One pair. That's all you get. <laughs> one speaking of one other really cool feature of the Roadcaster 2 that I love is if I were to like right now, I'm the only microphone plugged in. And if I turned my channel down, I would hear you through my speakers. It's set up that the minute I put a fader up on a microphone, my monitors mute themselves. Because in the past, because I'm deaf, I've got everything up super loud. And then I would turn on my monitors and it'd just be like, you know, this giant feedback loop. I love the fact now that when I basically turn off my microphone, the monitors come up. So I'm listening more through my speakers than my headphones. So that's just something I'm... uh, trying to do it's a good idea good good ear kind of hygiene i know that sounds sounds weird yeah but good ear hygiene i think is important you know you've got a little tinnitus right and i have a lot of tinnitus yeah (laughs) mostly probably from bad you know from bad hearing um uh, hygiene you just put loud music in front of your you know it's like my military friends and i was in and i have a little bit of hearing loss from that as too but you know you 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 Put yourself in these bad situations. Just be careful. Yeah, Just when I was uh, when I was sixteen and I started driving, the f- like if I bought a car, yet another hunk of junk. The first thing I did was bought a stereo with an amplifier on it with a graphic EQ on the front. And if it's too loud, you're you're too old and. Uh, now it's like, man, maybe that was too loud. It's just saying. When, when the, the the car stereo was worth more than the whole car, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bingo. Yeah. Got a 72 Dodge Dart, you know, and then I've got like a $3,000 car stereo in the thing and the Dart's worth 500 bucks. Yeah. But the lights blinked and stuff. So, I mean, it was cool, you know. I had a 67 Dodge Dart that was cool. I had a 74 Dodge Dart. Top speed of 69 miles an hour going up uh, Kelly Avenue. Yeah. It was awesome. This this one had had the straight six, but it also had posi traction on it. So it it would get up and go. It would get up and move for sure. Nice. So, uh, well, the fun thing that another thing that's different that I'm not crazy about on the Roadcaster as I start to fade up our ending music here is it doesn't give me a clock. It, it gives me a pie. And I can see now oh. we're, we're, we're about, you know, one slither of a pie. And as it goes around, I will see. So I have to now figure out how much of a pie I need before I, I slide the music back up again. But You uh, should send them some feedback that says I'd rather have or toggle between that and a clock or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah, because it was really cool because before I knew it was 11 seconds and now I have no idea whatsoever. I'm, I'm We're at a quarter of a pie at this point. So, uh, Jim, what's what's coming up on TheAverageGuy.tv? So I took another week off. I had a guest cancel and I don't have a good backup for this mm. in, in my show. So I had to kind of cancel at the last minute. But I've had I've only podcasted one out of five weeks and it's kind of been nice, Dave. Take a little break, you know. It's just been good. A lot of personal things going on. Anyways, you, plenty of back episodes. The Average Guy TV. That's the key. When you take a break, just tell your audience, "Hey, I'm taking a break. 
subscribe to the show. I've got eight bazillion episodes. Check them out. So on the School of Podcasting, the long-awaited Tamson Webster uh, interview, and uh, I, I got to tell you, such a great book, and she's so cool. And as a bonus, she I was so tempted to ask her, like, give me a nice, embarrassing story about Tom, her husband. And you're like, wait, Tom Webster? I'm like, yep. But uh, a really good interview, and I thought I think it is. Uh, but uh, we'll see. And if you're a, a business person that's trying to come up with a strategy, it's it, it kind of walks you through the whole thing. So I now have one quarter of a pie left. And so I will say thank you to the chat room. We're here next Saturday. As always, askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And um, we will see you again next week. We're down to an eighth of a pie. Hey, this much pie.